Hello, and welcome to another episode of Punk Ass Niche. Join with me, as always, the great Nick Hill. Nick, how you doing today? Hey Matt, uh, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I uh, can't complain. I'm uh, recording in a nice AC uh, filtered room. Uh, how about yourself? Where, you, where What about your uh, recording location? I'm currently inside of a hot box recording this podcast, also known as my closet. <laughs> Is it comparable to a uh, YMCA steam room with a bunch of naked old men? Yeah, just subtract the naked old men and then you got the exact environment. <laughs> all right well i'm kind of reassured to hear that but at the same time i hope it cools down a little bit let's just say that it's so hot in here i could roast a turkey in between my thighs <laughs> that's a uh, that's a visual image i both uh kind of regretting picturing but uh no you're welcome uh, yeah yeah i mean it's i'm curious as to how that process works but at the same time i don't really want to know so i'll, I'll tell you on the after show <laughs> there we go the behind the scenes <laughs> so before we kind of continue on in our podcast uh i'd like to give a special shout out to uh sarah hill nick hill's sister mm-hmm. for editing our podcast and pretty much doing all the uh the work that we didn't feel like doing or we were too stupid to do uh i'm gonna side with the too stupid to do part <laughs> i am too uh yeah. maybe like f- f- functionally illiterate yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, if it yeah, wasn't for my sister, like this podcast would <laughs> would have been stuck on episode one. <laughs> we would have actually been just doing this in sign language this whole time, which really wouldn't have made any sense for a podcast, but you get the drift. It would have been like us just sitting around a campfire talking to each other, <laughs> and our content would not have made it out for <laughs> your ears to be graced by. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, with that being said, uh, thanks again, Sarah. Thank you very much. And... Uh, Let's uh, let's kind of transition into our transition into our days of the day. Days of yes, the I day. Yes, I said it. Days of the day. The brand new segment. Nick, what did you got for us? I have two great days. All right, the first one, meteor watching day. Okay, uh, you may okay. I don't I don't know if you're familiar with what meteors are, Matt, uh, but they are shooting stars. Uh, the scientific term. I got it right from Bill Nye, the science guy himself. Uh, so, you know, to celebrate this one, <laughs> go outside, look up into the sky, and look for shooting stars. Uh, but be careful, yeah. be careful of chemtrails. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't breathe. Don't breathe too deeply. Yeah, I know. I, I know what meters are. They're the things that go around the track. No. no like to no, measure distance. Those are, those are meters. I'm talking about meteors. Oh, wow. Thank you for opening my eyes. No, it's fine. That's that's what this podcast is for. It's a knowledge-based podcast to teach people things that they did not know. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate that. And I just want to say you've always been the uh, the shooting star in my eyes. Oh, Matt, that's so nice of you to say. I appreciate that. I do. I, yeah, I no just, worries. <laughs> I want to ask you one question, though, all right? Yeah, let's hear it. So how do spacemen add more protein to their diet? I don't know, but you should tell me. They make it meteor. Get it? That's just, yeah. No, I, I understood it. You know, I, mean. I was really afraid about telling that joke. I didn't think it'd be funny, and I almost didn't uh, commit to it. What? <laughs> <laughs> you threw a curveball there, and that was good. I, I was caught completely off guard with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 
That's that's what I'm all about here. All right, providing comedic, comedic, uh, just anything that I can do to make you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. That's uh, I'll remember that. I'll remember you saying that you're here for me, especially in my low points. But uh, I I will remember this. Don't don't you don't you uh, don't you worry. Don't contact me then. All right, all right. What, what do we got for our second day of the day? All right, second day of the day. This is a mind-blowing day. Uh, it's uh, social media day. So get out there. Get on your social media platforms, your your Twitter, your grinder, your whatever you got. I know Matt, I think has, Matt has grinder. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but get out there and just celebrate. Get on social media. Make fun of some people. Post a controversial topic. Do whatever you got to do. Totally have grinder, but it's just uh, just looking for friends, you know. Obviously, uh, of course, nothing ever serious. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, be sure to post if, especially around holidays, you know, Father's Days, uh, birthdays. Be sure to post on every platform of social media, uh, like a thank you, Dad, especially when they aren't on that specific platform of social media. But how would my friends know that I'm thanking my family, um, giving thanks to my family on like say Thanksgiving if I don't post about it? Exactly. It's like if you don't post about something, it doesn't technically happen. Yeah. Kind of like going to the, like going to the gym. Like if you do not post what you are working out or when you are working out, it doesn't count as a workout. Yeah. So that that thank thank God for social media because without it, we would not know what everybody else is doing at every exact moment of yeah, the day. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, personally, I stay away with it. Uh, excuse me, stay away from it. Uh, I generally tend to stick to the uh, the carrier pigeons and smoke signals as my <laughs> primary method of socially interacting, but, you know, to each his own. To each his own, right. Yeah, my, my favorite social media platform is Twitter, uh, and I enjoy getting on, getting on Twitter and taking a look at what different people have tweeted that day. I, f- I follow a whole bunch of comedians, and I will say that there's there's been a thing going on lately where, you know, a certain person in office – regularly goes on twitter i'm sure you're familiar with them right absolutely so just like last week i want to play a game matt are you down for another game okay i am always down for another game okay so this game is called who tweeted it all right and you're gonna have to choose between donald trump or a random teenager this is going to be difficult, I can already tell from right off the jump. It's going to be a very hard game, so don't feel bad if you don't get any of them right. Uh, I'm just sure that maybe somebody will just like to celebrate Social Media Day, get on there and make fun of you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Matt, I will give you the first tweet. I am ready. First tweet, okay. So, Miley, don't let them get you down. They're all jealous. Oh, that, uh, I want to go with Trump, but that's got to be a teenager. You should have went with Trump because that was Trump. Oh my God. Donald Trump is a huge Miley Cyrus fan. Okay. You heard it here first. That's not fake news. It's according to his Twitter. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So next tweet, whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Zane is a loser. Oh man, I again. I really want to say Donald Trump, but I don't want to believe that it's Donald Trump. So I got to go with a teenager. You are correct. That is a teenager that time. Oh, so okay, you're right. Uh, you're 
one and one right now, so it's uh, good going. Uh, right, I got a few more here. Next one is okay. <laughs> Robert Pattinson should not take <laughs> back Kristen Stewart. Spelling is atrocious on this. <laughs> she cheated on him like a dog and will do it again. Just watch. He can do much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has. Oh man, I I, I want to say Trump on that one. <laughs> You're correct, Donald Trump. That was a tweet from the old Donald. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really glad he cares about the Twilight romances because he's you know he's the voice of the people. So. Voice of the people. <laughs> Not sure what type of people, but voice of some people. <laughs> um, next tweet. Word is spreading that I got a tattoo. Dot, dot, dot. No way. I'm not a fan. That's definitely a teenager because I am fairly confident Donald Trump does not have any tattoos. False. That's Donald Trump. I'm not sure if he has a tattoo, wow. but he tweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, if you had to guess, what what uh, what do you think that's a fan of? I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if I... I don't have the mental capacity to look into that mind's brain and try and divulge into his psyche. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> One, so That's a hard uh, psychiatric analysis. It, so. There's not enough time in the day. <laughs> Next tweet here. Uh, One Direction's new music is terrible. Uh, I got to go with teenager. Correct. That is a teenager. Oh, thank God. Okay. I haven't been keeping score. I think you're like... I think I'm like two and two and three. Two and three? Uh, something like that. Yeah, two out something of five? Like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's do a couple more here. All right. Uh, let's see. Here's a good one. It's okay, but why do the haters, and in parentheses, and losers want to follow Donald me? Trump. Yep, correct. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> and the, and I the, heard haters and losers, so... <laughs> And at the very end, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I heard haters and losers, and I don't really know if like that's that haters is, is still like a prevalent term by anybody except for you know rappers. You know? I, yeah, I believe so. I I would agree with that statement. <laughs> so, another another tweet here. Taylor Swift is talking about memes on the red carpet, and I have lost complete interest. I think that's a teenager. That's a teenager. Yep. You're right. Okay. Yep. I feel like I don't know if I'm in the positives, but for the sake of my uh, self-confidence, let's just say I am. We'll say you are. So you let's, are right. let's yeah. do, let's just do one more here. All right. Okay. All right. So at Katy Perry, Katie, what the hell were you thinking when you married loser Russell Brand? <laughs> There's a guy who has got nothing, go- got nothing going, comma, a waste. <laughs> <laughs> That is Donald Trump. That is the Donald tossing out relationship advice on the tweeter <laughs> to Katy Perry. <laughs> you know, he, he probably slid in those DMs later, though. I guarantee it. So, Matt, congratulations. You're another winner of Day of the Day game. Uh, like I, With your winnings from last week, they'll be mailed out within four to seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Uh, congratulate me on social media since it is social media day. If you say anything hurtful, I will cry and break down. I was going to say the opposite. Go on social media, roast Matt because it is social media day. <laughs> Ro- yeah, roast me like the Nick is roasting a turkey between his legs. Hey, now that's wow, that's good. Way to way to tie that back into there. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I had to I had to do it somehow, but uh, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, the prevalent issue on social media also is taking pictures of food. That seems to be uh, kind of a reoccurring theme, but uh, kind of on the topic of interesting food and uh, you know how it came to be, uh, let's let's talk about pineapple on pizza, Nick. Okay. Uh, so where did the uh, where where does that originate from? Like, how did pineapple on pizza come to be? So, if you're out there listening right now and you think that pineapple on pizza came from Hawaii, you wouldn't be the only one because Matt also thought that. But I'm here to drop a bombshell on you and let you know that the great northern territory above the United States that provided us Nickelback, Justin Bieber, Canadian bacon, maple syrup, and maybe other things, I'm not sure, also gave us the Hawaiian pizza with pineapple on pizza. So thank Canada for that. I'm just saying, I mean, granted, it's stereotyping. You you picture Hawaii, you picture pineapples. Uh, Canada, you don't really picture, like, that someone being innovative enough to use pineapples and just kind of go crazy with them. See, it's funny that you say innovating enough because the the person that created the pineapple on pizza fad, his name was Sam. His last name, I want it. It's pen. I can't say it because it looks like it says pineapple. And I think that like his God was here on this day when this man was born because his last name is Panopolis. And so <laughs> when I'm looking at it, I'm like, this man was meant to put pineapple on pizza. And it, he was from Greece, moved to Canada, opened up a pizza restaurant, and wanted to be edgy, creative, and decided that putting pineapple on pizza would be his way to go. It attracted people. It got people to come into his restaurant, so it worked. I'm not a fan of pineapple on pizza. I don't know about yourself. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, no, that's like if, if someone puts a pineapple on a pizza, they can leave my house or any, just any eating establishment that we are, uh, uh, you know, eating together at. But um, It's very intolerant of you. <laughs> it is. Um, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's all about respecting people's, you know, backgrounds, viewpoints and stuff like that. But you have to draw the line somewhere. See, but, I, I uh, live in the mindset that people can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't negatively affect me. So if you want to taint your pizza with pineapple, be my guest. But if you were <laughs> out with me and we're going to share a pizza, by God, you better not put pineapple on that pizza because I'm not going to eat it. And that's affecting me negatively. Exactly. So you're just more of I'm more of an active bigot while you're just kind of in the passive uh, bigotry. Can, yes. can we say that's an accurate? I okay. guess so. <laughs> see, see, it's funny because you're learning about yourself through the uh, the <laughs> analysis of pineapples on pizza. <laughs> Anything is possible. But <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think it's funny, though, how uh, you were saying he, he described it as they wanted to do something edgy. Um, you know, when I picture edgy, like just kind of the extremes come to mind, like, I don't know, skydiving, doing something kind of uh, adrenaline pumping, not necessarily putting a fruit on a pizza. Correct. Yeah. I'm not sure why. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I would not describe putting pineapple on pizza as edgy or like exhilarating, but Hey, it worked out for him. His business was open for a while and I have some sad news here because he actually, he did just pass away. So RIP. Oh, wow. To Sam, uh, you were a pioneer of the pizza world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so Nick, what would you say from your uh, your extensive research? Uh, what do pizza toppings say about you? Well, what, first of all, what do you what is your favorite topping? So I'm a I'm a traditional man. I just like pepperoni and cheese. That's I'm a basic type of guy. That's what I like. 
Um, okay. And I do actually have a, a psychology test here that will tell you what type of personality that you have based on the toppings of your pizza. So for in my instance, pepperoni and cheese, I'm carry, uh, caring, uncomplicated, and fun. I agree with all of those. Uh, not so much on the caring part, uh, but uncomplicated. I'm not that complicated. I like to have fun, so I can agree with that. Uh, it gets into some to- like some more information here. It says pepperoni is probably the most popular of all toppings, and with just the right amount of spice, what's not to like? If you're a f- uh, pepperoni fan, you're likely someone who cares deeply about your loved ones. So I take it back. I am caring. I do care deeply about my loved ones. Um, uncomplicated. Oh, and, th- and here he goes. It says uncomplicated doesn't mean simple. You're definitely got a fun side. Just make sure you aren't afraid to let it show. So I'm not. I'm not afraid to let my fun side show. All right, Matt. That that's what I like to hear. Yeah. So what, it's funny. I, I wonder. Uh, well, first of all, I wonder where, like these these analyses <laughs> come from. <laughs> Years of research. <laughs> it's it's it's. I think they're coming from the same sites that uh, that astrological science come from. But I mean, I mean, I could be wrong. You know, maybe it's legitimate. You know. I mean, you could be analysis, right. but yeah, I could, could be probably not. Yeah. But. Uh, me personally, uh, I prefer meat lovers. So, what, what does that say about me? So, you're you're a meat lover. Uh, you you could say that. Uh, I, I, I thought, enjoy meat lovers pizza. I thought I was the one in the closet, Matt. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on here. Um, meat lover pizza. Uh, you're brash, proud, and outspoken. Does that fit you at all? Not at all. Actually, not even like relatively close. Let me read some of the description here. So, okay. nothing makes a statement quite like a pizza loaded up with, <laughs> with, with as much meat as humanly possible. So, you're making a statement, Matt, all right? <laughs> your, your meat lover's preference shows that you are loud and proud. <laughs> you're, you're I don't a, think this is I, – I don't think you found this online. I think you just wrote this like 10 minutes prior to this podcast being recorded. I'm not done yet, Matt, all right? I still have a couple other sentences okay. here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, are a very, you are very vocal about your feelings and your opinions. After all, you have nothing to hide. <laughs> and the last one here. See, I, I, okay, sorry. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> You're fine. You, you possess a strong sense of pride, either for your family, your nation, or your accomplishments. You love who you are so- and all that you've been able to achieve in life. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this straight. Well, first of all, let's 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 backtrack a little bit. You, you made the grinder joke. Now you're you're saying uh, filled with meat lovers, and I have pride. I, I I see what you're doing here, Nick, and I don't appreciate it to any extent. <laughs> I I'm but sorry. it is incredibly well planned out, so I cannot cannot hate that. Oh, you're well. You're, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah and, it, well you, and real quick you know, here, be, real quick here because it does okay. have the um characteristics for people that like hawaiian pizza so these people are laid back self-confident and quirky some people absolutely love the mix of sweet and savory on hawaiian pizza after all who doesn't love pineapple and ham uh pretty much all of america uh <laughs> this topping shows that you have a <laughs> lackadaisical approach to life not getting bogged down with worry or anxiety uh, you aren't necessarily cocky, but you are comfortable with who you are as a person. But it also takes a special type of person to appreciate the Hawaiian flavors. Your friends and family likely enjoy your quirky flair and unique personality. To Personally, me, if I just 
Go ahead. If 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 I had made that uh, definition, I would just put sociopath. Period. Yeah, I would That's have. It. I would have marked it living a lie. You're eating a Hawaiian pizza that was created in Canada. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. And by a Greek. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's its own melting pot of ingredients there. Yeah, there's a lot of variables there that I just don't think. I'm just, like I said, pepperoni, cheese, and sauce, I'm a happy boy. I don't, I don't need all that extra stuff. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a very common debate to have the pineapples on pizza. Uh, much like toilet paper. Um before we go into the main subject of this toilet paper debate, Nick, we can always count on you for some extensive research in these hard-hitting issues, but True. let's uh, let's get some basic info, facts, uh, maybe some subject matter on some on toilet paper here. All right, so toilet paper. It's a necessary life source, right? You can agree with that, correct, Matt? Absolutely. So about 4 billion people don't use toilet paper. I found that shocking. Wow. Four About billion? Four billion. That's Did B. Did you say million? B. Like B as in boy. B as in bravo. Billion. Not a million. A billion. Wow. Mm-hmm. So about 70 to 75% of the world's population does not use toilet paper. I did not know this. So the next time you're in a stall and you don't have any TP, that's a first world problem. <laughs> you're not. That literally is. Uh, yep. Well, unless it's, you know, the majority of those, of those countries are third world. But, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go with the first world, first world problems. <laughs> first world problem there. <laughs> so we got to figure out why these why 75% of the population or Earth's population does not use toilet paper. Some people don't use it because of a lack of trees. That makes sense. Paper comes from trees. Toilet paper. Paper's in the title. So, of course, you're not going to have toilet paper without trees. Some people also can't afford it. Which is something that I take for granted. You know, when I go out there and I buy quad-ply toilet paper and it costs me $25, um, I, I just kind of <laughs> take that for granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are, the, like that, you know, sometimes you get the, the name brand or the, uh, you know, the generic brand stuff, but you have to go name brand with toilet paper. That's like one of those required products. True. Yeah. You, name, you can't go to the dollar store to buy your toilet paper. No, absolutely not. <laughs> It's going to be a bad experience. <laughs> it's going to be sandpaper. It's, that's what it's going to be. That's true. So let's see. Oh, speaking of the softness of toilet paper. So, you know, of course, the most common is like two-ply or single-ply toilet paper. So two-ply toilet paper consists of two layers of 10-thickness paper. One-ply is made of a 13-thickness paper. And so two-ply is not necessarily twice the thickness. So that's ah. kind of misleading. That's like the double-stuffed Oreos aren't even really double-stuffed. That's we've been lied to again. Yeah, that that is misleading because it's not even. I mean, it's just a few more plies, not even, not even double that, not even close to double that. Yeah, and also when comparing one ply and two ply toilet paper, on average, one ply toilet paper lasts twice as long. So one ply will also huh. tend down to break down faster in the septic system, so it's better for the environment. Uh, thank you, Nick, for enlightening us. I just want to say to everyone, stay woke. <laughs> stay woke. They don't want you to buy. <laughs> they don't want you they to buy double ply. They don't. And also, another thing here, take take an estimate on how many squares of toilet paper do you use, like per per handful. Uh, just like a random guess. Random guess, yeah. Uh, maybe twenty four. 
20, I 20, like I'm not even close. 24 per, like, so just one single wipe. You know, you're sitting there, you're done, you're doing your business, <laughs> you go, you you're make t- you're one You're talking roll. about... So, all right. We're going to, just just for our listeners, we're going to cover how we roll later. But, so, you know, should we just go into that now before we even get into this next point? Or do you want to just Let's, tell me that and then we'll get into that? So I'll just tell you this one part. So I'm talking about, like, when you first, like, you, you've, you've done your business and you're grabbing for that first initial wipe when you rip off the toilet paper. Most people only use eight to nine sheets. And so usually okay. on average that's 57 <laughs> sheets of toilet paper a day. <laughs> Oh wow, that's a lot of toilet paper, and I feel like I'm above. That is that. a lot. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can vouch for you. I think I think you could, like, absolutely be above that. I don't don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. And then one last fact here: it takes about 384 trees to make the toilet paper that one man uses within his lifetime. So we're all killing the rainforest. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not not in the most uh, glamorous manner either. So that's uh, no, yeah. So well, yeah. so going back to the the previous point, uh, let's get back on how you uh, wiping method. And I'm sorry for those of you who didn't want to hear this, but uh, you knew what you were getting yourself into uh, day one of this podcast. So. <laughs> so are you, are we talking wiping method or how we hang the toilet paper when you put the toilet paper up? Because we do both. I say we, we talk. talk we can. I say first we start with wiping method. Wiping method. Okay. So I'm a folder. You know, when you, you take the toilet paper off, you, you rip it, and you fold it up like square over square. What about yourself? Oh, I just take it. I, you just got to grab and go. So you're a scrunch, it's, scrunch type of guy. Yeah, yeah, you just take it and boom. Do what you got to do. Okay. So, you know, to me, I believe folding, <laughs> it's a more efficient way of wiping. It covers more surface area. When you scrunch it up, no, I, I just don't think you can get as I, much going. I absolutely agree. And you're kind of limited as to, uh, I guess, quantity of wipes, maybe? But maybe not quality. Because, you know, you, you're taking a little bit more time, though, when you're, you're folding it. But it is the more efficient method. That's true. And, and like... I guess you're right. So if you're in a hurry, scrunching is easier. Um, and then I guess you can also make the argument when you, you scrunch up the paper, you're putting more area in between your fingers and having exactly. one of your fingers accidentally slip into your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about the insulation uh, that you're providing. But uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really a matter of preference. But... Um, <laughs> I'm just I I just feel like that folding it is like the more economical way to go because everything is consistent. Like you always have the same fold no matter what. You know what you're getting into back there. With True. the scrunch, you just you're never entirely too sure. And there's actually there's psychology behind the fold and the scrunch. I was hoping there would be. Let's let's hear some of it. Okay, so let's go back here. So if you're a scruncher, we kind of already touched on this one. Uh, you prioritize speed and ease over anything else. Uh, <laughs> you are known to take very quick shits. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's actually really true. <laughs> Is it true? Like, I can't. That's very true. Yeah, for See, the I, most part. I mean, I, <laughs> I'll continue on here, and then I'll get into the folding one. Um, okay. 
it's possible that you've been in and out in under three minutes, <laughs> and I'm talking about the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, bathroom, uh, restaurants, and uh, other extracurricular. Sure, that's that's, that's with all those. <laughs> uh, you wipe harder than folders, so you get a little torque going. Is that true as well? Okay. I, I d- <laughs> that's a hard comparison to make. Uh, here's what we'll do to test that theory. Next time we're uh, hanging out, you let me know when you have to take a dump, and I'll wipe for you, and uh, vice versa. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> um, a couple there we more go. here. Uh, if you scrunch your toilet paper, you tend to be impulsive in your non-pooping activities. Is that true? I don't think you're that impulsive, are you? No, I'm really not. And then this last I, one, this last one fits you though. It says you're outgoing, fun, and you like to be surrounded by other people. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So overall, I, I feel like that's pretty spot on besides like the impulsive part. Don't you agree? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed. Like, uh, I guess a lot See? can be said of how you, uh, by how you defecate or clean yourself after you mm-hmm. defecate. <laughs> so, so what about the folders? So the folders, um, you are clean, sensible, and efficient. Uh, you like consistency and you favor taking your time to finishing quickly. True. uh, I'm sure it is. (laughs) This next part, you usually bring poop activities into the bathroom with you, like a magazine, your phone, or some music. Also true. I've been known to go through some encyclopedias (laughs) while sitting on the Iron Throne. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Folding allows you to stay in control of your wiping situation. You have better access (laughs) with particular use of the middle finger. <laughs> Again, we're only That's we're talking great. about wiping, nothing else, listeners, nothing else. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, you're you're a bit of an introvert, and you prefer to be discreet about personal affairs. I agree with that a lot. I don't like that. That's pretty fitting for me. I don't like giving out personal information all the time, unless it's really, on a podcast. I don't. I don't see you as an infer- introvert, though. It's with new people, with people that I know. I'm good to go, but like when I'm around new people, I'm that, just kind of. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't really know you. I'm not going to talk to you. That's how I live my life. I'm not, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, you got you got to warm up to people, but uh, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's a pretty accurate analysis. I'm incredibly surprised by that. Yeah, it's very it's, – it's, it's shocking to me, actually, because I was kind of fitting to – I thought it was going to be one of those, uh, you scrunch your toilet paper, you like pineapple on your pizza or something like that. <laughs> great tie yeah um i i've as uh to confirm the the quick pooper uh it's I, i've never gotten the appeal of you know being on your phone reading a newspaper i'm like i just did what i had to do in like 10 seconds now i gotta leave and we are still talking about pooping here uh but i you know it's the modern form of meditation uh sitting on absolutely sitting on the porcelain throne and taking maybe 20, 30, two, four hours to get your business done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can't argue with that, but, uh, mm. so that, that kind of says something about you, but, uh, how about how you hang the toilet paper roll on the actual roll itself or so, on the actual, whatever those things are called. I've never asked you that question and your answer may or may not affect our friendship here on out. I okay. Go ahead. 
I just I'm gonna cut you off. I don't. If anybody says backwards, you know what I mean. Like if the the actual going the under squares aren't facing you. Do you know what I mean? If it's yeah. if the squares are facing the the drawer or the wherever it's attached to, yep. the cabinet, then you're a weirdo. That, Can we agree with that? That we can't agree with that. That's that's the going under technique. The way, the correct way, how sensible, smart people do it uh, is the going over technique. And by the way. I there is a an answer to this de- like this debate there is a right and wrong way because when toilet paper was created in the patent that that was made for toilet paper it described the correct way to hang toilet paper and the over method was the correct way so if you're going the under method on toilet paper hanging you're wrong get over it I've always heard criticism for the people who have that method but I've never actually met any of those people. So I, I would like to think that it's just like a criticism and those people don't exist. But, you know, I mean, I could be surprised. They're, they're probably, I mean, I, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but think of like serial killers. <laughs> like how many, like <laughs> one in how many people are a ser- serial killer. I'm assuming that that statistic is the same for how many people go the under method on hanging toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's like you were saying, those are the same people who are eating pineapple pizza. Exactly. So if you scrunch the toilet paper, which no, I'm not going to include you in that, that context because you scrunch, <laughs> you're better than that, Matt. You always believe that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But also, Matt, I don't want to blow your mind too many times, but there's psychology behind how you hang toilet paper. Oh, man. Let's, let's, you... uh, well, we may as well dive into it. All right. So head first, we're diving into the psychology of how you hang toilet paper. Buckle up, saddle up, do whatever you got to do because this is going to get intense, okay? It so, is. first one, if you prefer to have the toilet paper over the roll, the, the survey that was taken of people that they, it was like 2,500 people that they interviewed and how they hung their toilet paper. The survey concluded that if you hang the toilet paper where it goes over the correct way, these people are usually have dominant personalities, are often characterized by their take charge, can do assertive nature. They also often fill leadership roles. Stereotypically, our culture associates men with dominant personalities. So it's a very sexist study. Um, so <laughs> of course, anyone can have them no matter how they identify. Uh, so whatever your pronoun is, you can go the over method. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're an under person... People who roll their toilet paper under are more likely to be submissive. Common traits found in people who have submissive personality types include being easygoing, patient, flexible, and empathetic. Uh, They also like to torture small animals, uh, eat pineapple on pizza, (laughs) squeeze toothpaste from the very top of the roll, and uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Walk into public places murmuring loudly, wearing large trench coats. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, they're completely normal, you know. Completely normal. I, and I have another another question for you. I, I know you said that you've never met a person that goes the under method, but have you ever gone to like uh, an establishment or maybe a, uh, a house where the toilet paper was hung incorrectly and then you? I fixed have. It? I I want to say yes. Um, I I wouldn't put it past myself. I mean that that's a bothersome thing, but I'm so lazy that I probably won't i'm not gonna lie i've done that and there's also psychology behind that if you want to hear it so 
before we dive into that, let me compare that to something. Uh, I was watching Hoarders recently, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're basically basically making the point that if you go in and just clean this hoarder's house like without any of their intervention, they're not going to learn from it. So, applying that same logic to the toilet paper rolls, you do that in someone's house, they're just going to keep doing it. It's not like they're going to learn from their mistakes. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. So what you're saying is that we need to go out, round up all these people that are hanging toilet paper under, and then force them to watch hours upon hours of correct toilet paper hanging uh, propaganda. That is exactly what I am saying. Okay, no, let's start this movement. I'm down for that. All right, I'm in. No, let's hear let's hear some of the psychology behind this. Okay, so anyway, if you go to a household or any establishment and the toilet paper is hung incorrectly and you fix it, uh, this study found that uh, these people usually I'm, they, I'm trying to figure out how to this create a, like a short synopsis of this, but pretty much they are like that person that always has to have things their way. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that dominant personality. Very controlling. Exactly. Yeah. It goes back to that dominant personality where they think that they're right no matter what. <laughs> so I fit into that category. <laughs> um, but there, these people will, no matter, like, like I said, no matter what they do, they always think they're right. You're not going to be able to tell them otherwise. And they're not willing to learn. Uh, they're not willing to look at things from a different perspective, <laughs> even though there is a patent out there saying that hanging it from under is incorrect. Uh, but that's what the study has found. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, I guess we've kind of established uh, that uh, those of you who hang it under are sociopaths, which uh, other sociopathic behavior are fidget spinners, which have kind of been <laughs> stirring up a little bit of... Uh, of controversy here maybe not a little bit of controversy but kind of tying in with uh kind of some religious beliefs uh nick what do you have more on the kind of the background stories between the the ties with fidget spinners and maybe the catholic church well apparently the catholic church is all up in arms because they believe that the fidget spinner uh, is a it represents the holy trinity and for our listeners out there that aren't familiar with the Holy Trinity, it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's three separate beings that represent one God. And so, it, like, if you imagine a fidget spinner with three bearings, uh, you can imagine the Holy, uh, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit so on each bearing. And then when you spin it, it forms one solid shape, which could be one God. And the Catholic Church is believing that the fidget spinner is a knockoff <laughs> of the Holy Trinity. <laughs> and so they aren't too happy about that. I mean, I can agree with it. Uh, I'm Catholic. I can see where they're coming from. It does look like a pretty good representation of it. But I think that they should capitalize on this and say, oh, the Catholic Church created a fidget spinner. I mean, what do you think about that? There we go. Now, uh, so I, I'm going to disagree. And here's my, here's my uh, opinion and my end of the spectrum. I think uh, fidget spinners are the exact opposite. They're not the work of that, uh, you know, a, a more holy entity, but I think they're <laughs> the instrument of the devil. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing them all just, you know, maybe well, eternally burning forever. Well, you know, fidget spinners were created uh, for government mind control. What's, e- what's the easiest <laughs> way to control the population? Control the youth. Who has fidget spinners? The youth. It's creating a, a hypnotic rotation. So we're seeing a government uh, that is controlling our children right before our eyes. And you heard it here first on Punkcast Niche. 
there we go we are uh, uncovering conspiracy theories uh you know we I, i'd like to credit us with uncovering the conspiracy theories behind hoverboards even though it hasn't been officially accredited to us but uh <laughs> yeah next next we're tackling fidget spinners so yeah you know it's funny you, you mentioned the the hoverboards because apparently they make fidget spinners now they have like um led lights uh bluetooth speakers and where you have to plug them in and charge them and there's stories coming in and there was there's one just from yesterday where a fidget spinner was plugged into the wall and was charging and it it caught on fire like hoverboards used to do <laughs> oh wow it's we're that's, living uh, in a, a cyclical life here where <laughs> there's a new creation that's a huge fad and then it's popular until it blows up in someone's household <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't like throwing the term natural selection out there because i don't think it's in great taste but let's just say i mean it's a it's something to consider, uh, you know, I mean, in terms of what happens with this. But I, I agree with that. That's true. And there's another thing about fidget spinners, and I, you probably have seen the story. But you know the lady that created those? She couldn't afford the patent form. It was like a $400 patent. And she couldn't afford it. And so she eventually, like, she created it, like, I want to say five, six years ago. And then the patent expired, and she couldn't re-up on it. And so... Of course, you know how capitalism works. People <laughs> started making their own and started selling them. And now this lady, she's not collecting a single penny from all these sales. Wow. That, yeah, that's, that, that's America. That's upsetting. That is upsetting. That's, yeah. that's incredibly upsetting because she could probably be a millionaire by now. She could be. Yeah, I, if not a thousandaire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah a thousand there hey, nothing wrong with a thousand there there's nothing wrong with that and you know i'm gonna blow your mind because you've probably heard that uh fidget spinners were made for like uh, adhd add and like kids with autism right right i i if you say something along the lines of it it doesn't work in any sense for that i will you know i'm gonna support that wholeheartedly so no i don't have any information about that but no. the lady that created fidget spinners has been quoted saying that she created fidget spinners to bring peace to the Middle East. And that, that is, a, <laughs> I, I'm telling the truth here, I found multiple articles with an interview with her. Her name is Catherine uh, Hettinger. And she said that on a, a trip to the Middle East, she, she thought that, like, she saw children that were out uh, engaging in, um, how do you say, hood rat activities uh, <laughs> um they, pretty much they they were out and they they were being delinquents i guess and she thought sure. that if she created a toy for them to play with that was cheap enough being a fidget spinner that they would be better <laughs> i like how she specifically targeted middle eastern delinquents like like there aren't delinquents in every other culture but exactly she I was going to bring uh, peace to the middle east with her fidget spinner which i'll applaud her for her efforts hey. but I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it. the night is still young, as they say, so it could always happen. That's true. That's true. And I, I want to bring back a, a question here for you, Matt, okay? So, you know, we were talking about Catholics and everything. Uh, you know, when people go to space, they're weightless, right? If a sure. Catholic, If a Catholic went to space, would they still have mass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For people out there that don't know, the Catholic, I guess, uh, what what would you call it? Their Sunday um, sacrament. (laughs) It's called Mass. Like, when you go to church, Catholics call it Mass. So if you didn't get that joke at first, I hope you get it now. (laughs) And also, listeners, uh, when you have to explain a joke, it's usually a probably crap joke. So 
Just also Thanks, keep I, that. <laughs> I appreciate your support. You are by far one of the least reliable and worst friends I've ever had. <laughs> really backtracking. Hey, I have to. I have to get something in for the grinder meat lovers jokes. So. That's true. But uh, yeah. But Thanks. so Nick, uh, kind of transitioning on here. What do you have for us in the topic of fast food news? All right. So another reoccurring segment here is our fast food news segment. I got two pieces of news here for you this week. Okay, Matt? Okay. So, you know, I think it was on our second podcast where you mentioned – you I, you were the one that brought it up, how in Las Vegas that there is a Taco Bell that now has weddings, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, I got more information about that because they actually just had their first wedding because they had Taco Bell had a competition where if you entered it, you had a chance to be the first couple married at that Taco Bell. And it was just a couple days ago. The article I have up here is June 28th. I believe the wedding was on that day, if not the 27th. Um, so there has already been a wedding at Taco Bell. And I found more information if you are yourself, Matt, interested in getting married at Taco Bell. All right. So I got some costs and some other details for you. Okay. I, I am more than interested. So, if you imagine, how, how expensive do you think, like, an average wedding is? Oh, like, the just the, the ceremony or whatever the actual, there's a couple parts to it. I, I'd say just maybe, like, ceremony. upwards of, like, uh, maybe a few Gs, maybe, like, seven, eight grand. Correct. You, you're right. It's up there. Uh, but if you get married at this Taco Bell, it's only a $600 wedding package. That's what I like to hear. That's awesome. I mean, granted, you can, I believe if you bought like one of everything on the menu at Taco Bell, it comes out to like $330. So you have two <laughs> options. You can get married or you could buy two of everything at the, the menu, menu at Taco twice. Bell. Yeah. There we go. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is included in this, this wedding package? Did you have that information? I do have that information. Great question. So, first part, you know, you get your ceremony. It's in a chapel inside the restaurant with an ordained officiant with as little as four hours. So, you can, <laughs> it's not going to take that long to get married there. You're getting married by an ordained official, and you actually there's a chapel inside of the Taco Bell. And there's pictures, and it looks really nice. It, it's actually really? it's it's a very nice looking setup like the taco bell symbol you know how it's uh purple and yellow i believe mostly it's uh black and white in this but they're the white parts are like uh are lights so it's lit up very nice and so it creates like a good effect for photos um there's also they they give you some other things in that 600 hundred dollar price so you get a private area for a reception inside the restaurant with up to 15 of your closest family and friends uh, so that's 14 more people than you need, Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> you get uh, custom merchandise, including a sauce packet, garter, and bow tie, just married t-shirts for the bride and groom, Taco Bell branded champagne flutes, and of course you get a uh, it's a taco 12-pack filled with tacos and cinnamon, uh, cinnamon delight cake for dessert. Uh, and then for the bride, there's a sauce packet bouquet. And it it's very nice, and it's actually really funny because it looks like that the Taco Bell champagne flutes are filled with Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say is, what a time to be alive! And you know, now that I'm like living out in Vegas, um, I need to go check this out. I mean, I need to scope this place out. Maybe maybe give the listeners kind of an insider view. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah, because there, there's definitely not already pictures on the internet. But you know what? Getting my two cents means more than the world, yeah. That's true. If you get pictures of it, it would be more 
uh, intimate and personal for our listeners than just Googling it, you could say. Absolutely, absolutely. So what, what else do you got for us in, in terms of fast food news? So, Matt, I, I know that we live in a great time. Uh, we're really making far advancements in science and technology. But I believe a unsung field of human <laughs> ingenuity is what we can get a taste of something into something else. You, do you understand what I'm saying with that? I, I see where you're going with this, yes. So, you know, of course, you can get, like, Oreos that taste like cinnamon rolls, or you can get a chip that tastes like a pizza. Uh, they make Taco Bell, again, they make chicken nachos, where you get chips that are made out of chicken. Well, Burger King has made a milkshake that tastes like Lucky Charms. Let wow. your mind, just just let that sink into your mind, Matt. Uh, I'm just going to reiterate a past point I made, but what a time to be alive. I know. it's. This is the description that they have for it. It's a combo of childhood nostalgia, uh, ice cream, and enough sugar to test the luck of any leprechaun. So, <laughs> I believe, and there's a picture of it, and there is uh, there's actual pieces of Lucky Charms in the milkshake. They forgot to mention regret as an <laughs> active ingredient. <laughs> That's true. I can imagine that there's a whole bunch of just <laughs> self-hatred after drinking one of these milkshakes. Yes. <laughs> they, they, did you say they have pieces in the milkshake? Yeah, it's uh, mixed together a vanilla soft-serve ice cream, syrup, Lucky Charm cereal, and, of course, the marshmallows. Oh. So you get the boring, okay. bland pieces, and then you get the best part, which is the marshmallow. You know, it's weird. Like as a kid, when I used to eat marsh or uh, Lucky Charms, I would separate the marshmallows and the the plain part, and I would eat the marshmallows first and then the plain part. That's weird. I I always ate the plain part first and then the marshmallows. Like I got the worst part over with, and then I moved on to the best part. <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess they were. We should have eaten them as like a, you know, like a yin yang, both of them together. But now we just kind of separate. Maybe we're the pineapple pizza eaters <gasps> how dare you oh wow, it comes <laughs> back around but anyway so it's only it's going to cost two dollars and 99 cents so very economical it's good price anybody can afford it however there's 107 grams of sugar in it which leads to 700 oh i know it's bad it leads to 740 calories 17 grams of fat 580 milligrams of sodium and then a whopping 130 grams of carbohydrates so it's not going to fit your macros but it's going to fit your mouth. <laughs> so for those of you who have been fasting for, I'm looking at my watch now and it says five years, uh, you can now enjoy your uh, Lucky Charm shake at uh, no cost. At Burger no King. No cost to your physical health. Yeah. Well, $2.99. True. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, it does cost, but no cost to your physical well-being now that you've been not eating for years. True. Absolutely. Well, that uh, wraps up uh, this episode of Podcast Niche. Uh, Nick, do you have anything for the listeners? Any closing remarks? Yeah, I do. Uh, just to uh, let you guys all know, uh, athe- uh, atheism is a true nonprofit organization. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. As always, follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Podcast Niche, Instagram, Podcast underscore Niche. And have a wonderful day.